Welcome to the Chicago Poetry Tour podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation, publisher of Poetry Magazine. This is tour number 15, the Newberry Library. This tour discusses the history of Poetry Magazine and features poetry by former editor Carl Shapiro. The Chicago Poetry Tour is a multimedia tour of poetry written in and about Chicago. It features a wide range of poets set in a variety of neighborhoods and landmarks. The tour explores 22 sites around the city and showcases the dynamic and legendary history of poetry in Chicago through archival and contemporary recordings of poets and scholars, local musicians, and historic photos. You can take the whole tour for free at poetryfoundation.org. The Newberry is an independent research library with a focus on history and the humanities. Twice, the Newberry provided a home for Poetry Magazine, first in the 1950s and again from 1986 to 2003. The office had one window, and it got quite cluttered in there. Stephen Young is program director at the Poetry Foundation, which publishes Poetry Magazine. We were all on top of one another. There was never any need for inter-office memos since uh, eavesdropping was the method of communicating with your colleagues. Until recently, Poetry Magazine was often on the verge of financial collapse. The Newberry is just one of many homes the magazine has had over the years as various friends and patrons came to the rescue. Then, in November 2002, at a celebration of the 90th anniversary of the founding of Poetry, Editor Joseph Parisi made an astonishing announcement. Ruth Lilly, an amateur poet and heiress to a pharmaceutical fortune, and one of poetry's most steadfast friends, had given a bequest worth at least $100 million. The gift made international news, and the Poetry Foundation instantly became one of the best-endowed literary organizations in the country. It wasn't always so. Harriet Monroe was not a wealthy woman, but she was well-connected in Chicago society. She had been an arts critic for the Chicago Tribune and thought that modern poetry deserved a serious forum. In 1911, she started visiting prominent businessmen and families and asked them to pledge $50 a year for five years to get the magazine started. At the time, there were few other venues for serious poets to publish in the United States. There was a, a lot of magazine poetry, but it was primarily decorative, highly sentimental, heavily ornamented language. One of the classic poets from that period is a woman named Ella Wheeler Wilcox, and uh, she's perhaps best known for the line, smile and the whole world smiles with you. After getting some promises of support, Monroe then sent out solicitation letters to every poet she could reach. She called it a magazine for the resuscitation of the muse. One of the earliest respondents was Ezra Pound, who offered to be her foreign correspondent. And it was through Ezra Pound that uh, Robert Frost came to the magazine, that uh, T.S. Eliot came to the magazine, H.D., Ford Maddox Ford, and a number of other um, sort of now classic modernist writers. Most Americans would have first encountered these writers through Poetry Magazine. And she did it with really a lot of criticism around her. Christian Wyman became editor of Poetry in 2003. Ezra Pound was always sort of haranguing her and saying she wasn't publishing the right people or was publishing the wrong people, and, and she resisted him at good spots and took his advice at good spots. So she sort of did exactly what a good editor should do. 
Monroe remained editor of poetry until her death in 1936. George Dillon steered the magazine from 1937 to 1942, and again after World War II. In 1950, Carl Shapiro became editor and brought a new outlook. In contrast to the European traditions that Pound and Elliott were steeped in, Shapiro tried to embrace an authentic American approach. Well, I think that, that Pound and Elliott as exiled Americans and the expatriates uh, began with the premise that the uh, old order was dying and dead, but they adhered to the old order and wanted to resuscitate, revive it, or at least preserve what they could in their museum-like poems. Now, the uh, opposite axiom is that, yes, the old order is dying or dead, and thank God for that. And uh, this would be the attitude of Whitman. We'll hear a poem by Carl Shapiro in just a moment. Throughout its history, Poetry Magazine has accepted poetry in all styles, an open-door policy first established by Harriet Monroe. These days, the staff sifts through about 90,000 submissions a year and publishes only about 300 poems. Primarily, we're interested in, in uh, finding the very best poems that we can for each issue. Generally, what we look for is something that's as interested as saying something about the world as it is saying something really compelling in language. That is, the craft of the poems is equal to the content. And it helps if the poem brings pleasure to the reader. You know, W.H. Auden said, pleasure is not an infallible guide to literary judgment, but it is the least fallible one. Christian Wyman is a poet as well as an editor. So were most of the editors of Poetry Magazine. We'll conclude by hearing one of them. Here's Carl Shapiro reading The Alphabet, in which he explores aspects of the Hebrew written language. The letters of the Jews, as strict as flames or little terrible flowers, lean stubbornly upward through the perfect ages, singing through solid stone the sacred names. The letters of the Jews are black and clean and lie in chain line over Christian pages. The chosen letters bristle like barbed wire that hedge the flesh of man, twisting and tightening the book that warns. These words, this burning bush, this flickering pyre, unsacrifices the bled son of man, yet plats his crown of thorns. Where go the tipsy idols of the Roman, past synagogues of patient time? Where go the sisters of the Gothic rose? Where go the blue eyes of the Polish women, past the almost natural crime? past the still-speaking embers of ghettos, there rise the tender flowers of the Jews. The letters of the Jews are dancing knives that carve the heart of darkness seven ways. These are the letters that all men refuse and will refuse until the king arrives and will refuse until the death of time and all is rolled back in the book of days. Carl Shapiro, reading his poem, The Alphabet. This has been the Chicago Poetry Tour podcast. This was tour number 15. 
the Newberry Library. The narrator was Patty McKinney. The opening music is by the Deep Blue Organ Trio, used with permission of Delmark Records. The full tour with 22 sites is available for free. You can take the multimedia tour online or download audio files at poetryfoundation.org. I'm Ed Herman. Thanks for listening.